Hello, welcome to the Wasting Time podcast. One of your hosts, Chris. I'm here with Nick. How's it going, my friend? Not bad, mate. Not bad. How are you? Married, married man. Yeah, my my, my wedding that we we've bored listeners with for probably about two years yeah. now with it uh, being on the horizon finally happened. So yeah, I am a happily married man now. How and many times has someone asked you how's married life treating you? <laughs> yeah, several times, several yeah. times, and you just give the answer. Like, it's pretty much the same as before. Yeah, it's the same. Same. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, nope. n- but a great day was had by all. It was, yeah. You you were there, obviously, and uh, yeah, it was fun. I think last time we talked a little bit about. I was teasing you about what the first dance was going to be. I mean, were, were you expecting that? Definitely not. <laughs> for the fact it was a Christmas song. Yeah, um, but yeah, obviously it made sense in the fact that you were supposed to get married around that time. Yeah, so for, for our listeners, it was it was Newfound Glory's Nothing for Christmas ended up being our first dance. Which was, was it number one, your favourite Christmas? I think it was. Song yeah. in a yeah, yeah, special yeah. episode. There you go. Yeah, yeah, that's true. No, it's very nice. It was also fun to watch, you know, your quite awkward dancing to that to that song. I mean, it's a bit of a tricky one. How You kind of went into like the slow dance and then wanted to break out into like a... Yeah, it's difficult like, to know. <laughs> And mate, I tell you, the dancing on the day that you saw was was better than anything I practiced. So, uh, oh, you were practicing? Well, I say we practiced. We tried it a couple of times, and she was <laughs> like, "You're horrible at this." Um, but then on the day, I was like, "How was I?" She's like, "Ah, oh, you actually weren't so bad." So, so at least, oh, so at least okay. I got to some kind of well, level. So well, I'm I'll sorry I that. picked up on that. And- yeah. No, 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 no. Public. <laughs> but yeah, it's a good day. Plenty of um, plenty of pop punk. Yeah, we had the, a few tunes uh, in there. Nighttime, nighttime disco. Benji and Joel Madden were there in cardboard, in cardboard form. form. Yeah, we had a little little uh, joke with that. So uh, our friends, yeah. the Love Love Breakers, arrived as well. Or Love Breakers, love, I should love say. Love Breakers. Love Breakers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Were were there, which was awesome. Good, good to see them. Which was the first time you and I met them in person, which was cool. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, again soon at a at a show. Absolutely, absolutely. But yeah, this this episode we decided to. Uh, well, we haven't got an interview today, but we decided to um, dedicate this episode to um, songs of of lockdown. Uh, our favourite songs of lockdown, and songs that have got us through lockdown. I think it's been a, a fucking shitty year for a lot of people, and I think music's probably. Music's carried a lot of people through. Yeah. Um, this last 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 year or so. Um, so yeah, we're going to go through a few of our favourite tracks. But Chris, I don't know if there's anything um, you want to cover from like a release perspective. Yeah. Before we I get think into are... some of our our lockdown. Yeah. Lockdown yeah. And, and yeah. Before I get into that, just just to add on to what you said, like we wanted to. Um, because it's been a little while since we did an episode, and we had we had you know we had a big interview that fell through annoyingly. Hopefully, we'll get that person back later on. But we just thought this would be a fun thing to do because we'd been absent for a while, and it's a way to you know stay present and keep keep these episodes coming out. Um, but yeah, I I think I sent you a couple of releases I wanted to discuss things that have come out um, sort of over the last three or four weeks. So I am just looking now. I couldn't remember what I sent you. Oh, yes. Okay. Um, did you get a chance to listen to the stuff that I sent you before I get into it? I did, them? yeah. Okay, yeah. great. 
great, great. Let's start with... So I sent you the Lil Lotus album, produced by uh, Mr. John Feldman. Oh, did Feldman do it, did he? Yeah, 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 yeah. I saw it was another one of Travis Barker's little collaboration projects. Of course, of course. Um, Along with something else you sent me as well, I think. Shoes, uh, you know, the Travis oh Parker yeah piece. oh yeah yeah i Don't know what the out. yeah yeah Lil hoodie. L- another lil another lil yeah i mean well you you tell me what you think first so so lil lotus i've seen him mentioned a few times over the past year and a half like he's come up on uh, finn mckenty's youtube videos a couple of times so i have i was aware of him i've listened to the odd song and yeah, it's that thing, like, it's not really my thing, but it's all right, because it's kind of like, you know, it sounds, it's very auto-tuned, sort of almost rap music, but the melodies have obviously come from our, our world, you know? So, and like, whenever whenever he's put out a song, I've kind of, I've enjoyed it, but it hasn't had much staying power with me. But there's been, there's been some catchy ones, and then, obviously, he's thrown everything at this album, and they've got John Feldman on board, and you can absolutely hear that um i do like a few of the songs but i've been listening to the album for maybe a week and a half and i've it's already i'm already starting to phase it out a little bit you know yeah like the 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 second track the one with the girl from against the current uh which basically sounds like a justin bieber song but it's like got a huge hook on it i think that's probably the strongest song and that's that sounds like a hit to me but yeah the rest of it i just think i think it's all right i think it's very listenable yeah, what, what did you think? Yeah, I mean, it's it's not it's not for me, um, and I guess, like you say, this kind of this new kind of stuff we're hearing now that's very kind of mainstream MGK kind of you know the rap kind of hip hoppy kind of crossover with the you know synthy production and like the kind of pop punk. Um, kind of structure and it's just i just just i just can't do do you see this trends like getting bigger and bigger or do you see it dying after a bit um i I honestly don't i don't know i I mean yeah i think it'll continue as long as it's being pushed kind kind of at a mainstream level and i think that's and that maybe that's the issue i've got with it in the sense that it is it's not coming from the same kind of roots as right. you know kind of the the other pop punk song stuff we listen to and the bands that are kind of coming up in in very different scenes you know um but is that you know is that are those scenes still as strong as they used to be and are, are the scenes kind of merging i could i don't know from a from an underground kind of ground ground level perspective yeah, well, it's a, it's, a di- it's a different landscape now as well because a lot of these kids in this scene, they kind of build themselves on, like, social media and stuff. Like, it's yeah. just a different world, you know? Look at, look at like, uh, Magnolia Park, for example, who are, who, are, who are actually out on tour with Lil Lotus right now. Um, but, like, you know, they told us how they hadn't... They, this Lil Lotus tour is probably the first fucking shows they've played, you know? They've just yeah. built their band by doing it the way people do it now it's interesting yeah and like you say you know the landscape has changed but has the old has the old landscape does is there still going to be an old landscape and i don't you know i suppose there will be you know there's always going to be 
certain scenes that and live music scenes that will never kind of die out and I just don't know where they kind of fit together and I just feel like there's although you've got these artists that are doing the crossover thing and starting coming in from a different angle completely yeah um, in terms of like production management how they like build build themselves as a band I don't see how how those bands come together and like you say Magnolia Park are supporting this artist you know who you wouldn't see them going and supporting on a newfound glory tour? Do you know what I mean? For instance, like, can you could you could you see that happening? I, so I, just... I yeah, I, I I could see the way Magnolia Park are going and the label. I think they're going to sign to. I could I could see right. that with them. So yeah, we'll see. Be, like you say, it is interesting. I don't know. I don't don't think the two sides meet very well. But I, th- I guess that hap- that that it'll depend how. Like you say, if you say that. Certain labels, like you know how bands are being PR'd, that 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 would be changing as well. Like yeah, like across the board, wouldn't it? You know, even in the like the more true genres, the you know your hopeless record bands, and you know your your you know your true like live, like from the ground up pop punk or like metal or whatever you know whatever rock genre you're, you're talking about. Yeah, you know, they go through the through through the motions. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. Like you say, it's interesting to see how those worlds collide a little bit more. Let's um, well, let's stay on the Lils and move on to that Lil Huddy track. Lil Lils. Huddy. I don't know. If- stay on the Lils. This is where these worlds kind of clash. When yeah. you call yourself something like Lil Huddy. Like- <laughs> I know. I know, man. Um, um, as far as I can tell, this kid, he's, he's like from the TikTok world or whatever. He's from the, right. like the same world as that Jaden guy that, that dressed it. <laughs> so here we got, uh, he's released a couple of pop punk songs before, but the other week he put one out with, um, so we've got Ian Dior, who's, who's around a lot at the moment. I don't know if you know him. Uh, he was a lot, he was on the Machine Gun Kelly record, pops up on stuff here and there. Tra- Travis yeah. Barker, obviously, and uh, Tyson Ritter from yeah, All American Rejects, Rejects yeah, yeah, um, yeah. which is interesting because I don't know if you picked up on this, but like, so I'm listening to this song and I think, I think it's all right. I think it's a catchy pop song, but the chorus like really reminds me of something else. And this has to be intentional given the fact that Tyson's on it, but it really sounds like... Um, Gives you hell by all American rejects. Right, I'm gonna to have to track back and and listen to that with that in mind, because um, I didn't pick up on it. Well, I didn't pick up on it because I I kind of just disengaged with the song completely as soon oh, as I, I started listening to it. You then? <laughs> no, no, just the, like overproduced and just yeah. Okay, okay. Okay, Not let's move me. on to something well, slightly different. What so we had oh State Champs had a new song. I sent you that. Lots of people in our scene love State Champs. Firstly, how do you feel about them and and then I'm how do you feel about State this Champs? Song? Yeah, I'm I, you know, I've listened to, you know, their releases. I like I especially like the unplug thing they did as well. Oh yeah. Um don't think, you know, they have brought anything groundbreaking to the table. I haven't brought I don't think they've ever done just that that big record that really kind of stands out and sets them sets them yeah. apart. Yeah. Um but yeah, I mean it's a it's a decent it's a decent solid track I would say. Um you know nothing 
nothing to write home about or one I'll probably have on constant rewind but um yeah what do you think yeah you're not I think you're not huge huge not, guy state champs guy no i'm not a huge state champs guy i think they're overrated i don't think they're ter- i don't think they're terrible or anything i think they've got a couple of songs here and there that are decent but i don't i think they're bigger than they should be but just based on music i know they've they've worked really hard and fair play to them there but um yeah so like this song it's fine i'll um Listen to, I assume it's from an upcoming record, which I will listen to, but this doesn't make me excited for a record. But it's not bad. You know, they're always a band I'll keep an eye on. But yeah, I just think maybe they're a bit bit overrated for me. Okay. And then that'll bring us, I think there was only one more release that I sent you. So there's this band, Settle Your Scores, who've who've been around, been around a little while. And it's, you know, they've just had like a few EPs or whatever, and then they've released this full length. And I've seen a lot of people talking about it, like on Reddit, on Chorus FM, like saying, oh, it's great. It's the throwback to the early 2000s. Um, yeah, what did you think of this? Um, yeah, decent. Decent, strong, strong account. I've n- I'd not heard much of that stuff at all, really. Um, but yeah, that opening track has definitely kind of got my attention. Um, which which one? Misery. Which, oh right, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, definitely got me listening. I haven't, I had need to kind of go through the whole whole record again, listen all the way through. But yeah, definitely, um, yeah, some solid solid tracks on there. Seems like a decent album. What about you? Yeah, I'm d- I d- not getting it, mate. I'm not getting it. I like, I like that they're going for that sound. I just don't think the songs cut it really. I think I don't understand why people are liking this album so much. It's well, what well, would would you be more interested in if they called themselves Lil Settle Your Score? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mate, and threw a bit more auto tune in there. There, maybe I'll give them a bit more time. Um, no, it's just lacking something for me because I really wanted to like this. I was looking forward to this album. I quite like the first song that they released, I think, was 1999, and I quite liked the hook right. on that. And then when I had an album was coming in August, in that style, I was looking forward to it, but it just falls short for me. Um, okay. I have, have, you, tried- have you had much much, much interest in, in them before? or Not really. I, I listened to the odd song here and there and thought they were okay, um, but there was a bit of hype around this record, and it sounded like they were jumping to the next level. And yeah, right. it's just not really doing Where are they from? I don't know. Some somewhere in the states. I did. I mean, when I was checking yeah. them out, I did say they had like four and a half million listens on one yeah. of their one of their. Oh tracks. right, okay. So they are they are doing well for themselves. Uh, well, it was just that just that track. I don't know. Like it was from from one of their old albums, Wilderness. From? Wilderness, 2016 album. So one of their. Oh, like, they had a, they've albums. had a full length before, have they? Okay. Yeah, they've had a few, but that one is like the final song on a 2016 album. So I don't know if it's been featured featured on something. That's when 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 you see Maybe. a band on Spotify and you see like a single track that's standing out with like millions of listens versus like the rest of them. It's kind of like, hmm. <laughs> yeah. Like, so maybe it's that. Yeah. Have uh, they featured they're... on a soundtrack or a video game right, or something? Yeah. Like, yeah. They're from they're from Cincinnati, Ohio. By the way, I just looked it up. Um, right. I kind of I 
I'd be like, up having them on the show and like asking about their career and stuff. You know, I don't have to love all the music that our guests put out. I don't, I don't always, but like, you know, so I would like yeah. to have a honest conversation about their, about how they put this record together. Cause I am, I'm interested in them, even though it's not, it's not necessarily for me. Cool. Right. Should we get into some of our, um, yeah, our songs, our songs yeah, man. locked pandemic lockdown. Let's so, yeah, um, I think, you know, as a side note, I think we've been really fortunate over the last 12, 16, 18 months. Yeah, about a year and a half. Net are we now? Yeah. yeah. Like, I think we've, we've been really fortunate to um, have so many great guests guests on Absolutely. the show. Yeah. Um, I think the pandemic has probably helped us in a way just, just because we've had, you know, so many bands and artists kind of livelihoods grinding a halt halt really and you know we've yeah that first six or eight months i think we you know was kind of worked well for us basically but um yeah i guess it's been a tough year and music's got got us us through and i guess a lot of other people through so yeah chris i don't know where you want to kick off in terms of um songs or records that that you've really kind of Clung on to and listen to to kind of keep keep spirits high and keep yeah. you moving moving on through the last last year or so. Yeah, 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 for sure. Um, I just before we get into it, I want to say I did my best because I know I'm conscious that at the start of at the start of 2021 we did our top five songs of 2020. I think so. I tried to avoid That's crossover good. from that because I've, I I was just trying to think of songs I've enjoyed during this lockdown period and obviously there's some crossover there and i think i managed to get it down to yeah there was only what no fuck i had two from that list that are on this list okay. so apologies in advance for that okay um, yeah my my list is pretty eclectic as well so yeah very eclectic yes yeah uh, which is you know reflection of what i listen to these days which probably we don't touch on as much within the show and in previous episodes yeah. yeah, so I think it's interesting to do that, like find what other stuff we both listen to. And and also for the listeners, so like Nick and I sent each other our lists earlier today because I just said, well, we should listen to what each other's done because otherwise, you know, Nick may mention a song. I'll be like, oh, okay. And I won't be able to offer an opinion on that or, or whatever. So it's been cool, like listening to some of the other stuff that that you're into that I don't know about as much, you know? Because obviously yeah. we just spend our time talking about, you know, what, what we cover in the show yeah, and what we yeah, know exactly. that we both like so so this has been cool so with that said why don't you kick off with one of your what something from your list okay well i hadn't really put them in any order so maybe i'll start with something that's not kind of podcast genre related sure. and start yeah, with something a little it. bit but left field so i'll go with to start with i'll go with um a song by the tams so which are an old well i should probably look up what era they're from but an old kind of soul solely kind of pop group i'm gonna have a look quickly it said this record came out in 95 but that that was uh obviously a uh, yeah. uh, retrospective <laughs> release of course yeah 1960s and yep. 70s kind of crossover but um american kind of vocal group soul kind of pop group and a song called um, be young be foolish and be happy and it's just just a really positive song and um it just it it transport transports me back a little bit in terms of 
um, kind of my youth and kind of what we were doing when we were growing up. We were, yeah, you know, I left left school, didn't go to university. I know you went to school, uh, university, dropped out. Uh, <laughs> I did go back and finish it though. Can I just stress? But um, just the essence of the song, you know, be young, be foolish, be happy, kind of just reminds me of of being young and you know nice. playing in a band and um you know being a bit stupid um but you know being being happy ultimately and i think it's just how i always kind of see myself potentially as a parent in the future kind of like giving that same message i guess really um, yeah so yeah just a happy happy song to reflect on um, and good times being young lovely did you grow up on the tams or did you get into no. them in recent no not re- really years? yeah yeah i think um, you know some of the rest of my list you might 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 hear some other stuff from that genre and i think you know i got into a lot of soul and disco over the last i don't know not that long ago really last last few years um, yeah well i say kind of soul and motown's always kind of been a genre that's been in the household yeah um, kind of growing up but something I've kind of gravitated towards and gone a bit deeper, I guess, really. You know, you grew up yeah. with your, 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 your big tracks, your, you know, your Curtis Mayfields and Earth, Wind and Fire and stuff you hear at like weddings and, and yeah. all that stuff. But um, done a lot more to scratch the surface kind of over the last, I don't know, five, ten years. Some of the Northern Stills stuff as well, you know, we see going on up here. Is, um, you know, explored some of that as well. Okay. So, yeah, yeah check that one out. Yeah, well, I did. I I really like this one. Cool. Yeah, no, good choice. Do you want to give us a track? Yeah, I I feel like Badlands by Bruce Springsteen was a song that I've listened to a lot in lockdown. Um, so it's a great song that I've always liked with some amazing lyrics. But I mean, I I've 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 had a kind of like newfound love for it ever since that movie, which obviously I've talked about on this show before. Um, blinded by the light because there's a great scene where he's kind of squaring up to these racist thugs in a in a, in a cafe and he just uh, starts reciting the the the, the build-up to the last chorus the middle eight bit and it's just I, lo- I love that scene so much i always go back and watch it so that that song always makes me think of that scene which is you know um it's a real really uplifting scene so like for obvious reasons that's a song i've i've vis- revisited a lot in the last 18 months Were you familiar with that song? Did, were you a fan? Of course. Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And Springsteen's, you know, played, been played a lot here over, yeah. well, not just over the last year or so, but, you know, you know, for a long time. And it's, you know, it, music that can't share a lot of music um, taste with, with, with my wife, Lucy. So, but right. we both share a love for Springsteen and, you know, we, we got a record player for our birthday and kind of um, totally got sucked into the vinyl revival. And you know, yeah. Springsteen was some of the some some of the um, first vinyl we bought. So yeah, absolutely, mate. Beautiful. Definitely got to get a bit of bring Springsteen on the spin. So Springsteen probably seg- segues me quite nicely into 
um, something on my list, and that's oh yeah, um, good old Sam Fender, local <laughs> boy Sam Fender. Yeah, yeah I thought who, we might go there next. Yeah, he often draws on his kind of influences to Springsteen. I mean, you can hear hear Springsteen in a lot of his um, the style of his music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but you know, from a from a um, from a lyrics perspective as well, I think he's very um, you know sings about real, real, real shit. Um, he's really honest, honest songwriter. Sings about um, you know a lot of his upbringing in the northeast, in very working class area, and his struggles growing up, growing up around here. He sings about you know his his, his you know suicide rates in the northeast and friends he's lost through through suicide. Um, so he's just a bit of a he's just a bit of a legend around these parts. He's you know real yeah. spokesman spokesperson for for the northeast and people struggling um around here um and the wife is has a very unhealthy obsession sam fender which uh, we have to <laughs> well, deal with on a daily basis but he is a bit of a pretty boy he's he's very he's a very beautiful man yeah um <laughs> but yeah he's been he's been on a lot here he's obviously you know really um propelled himself in a um yeah, real strong position as an artist. I think he had a, a number one with with hypersonic missiles. Um, his kind of debut full length, um, doing really well. Uh, he's released a new song called Seventeen Going Under, which is all about his upbringing in the Northeast. Yeah. Um, and yeah, he's just he's always on here, and he's always on when you walk around the streets here. You'll hear. Him played from cars, from houses. Um, so yeah, go and check out Sam Fender if you haven't already heard of him. I know he's trying to break out into the US. Um, kind of next. Now he's you know now things are back on on the road again. bother with him much and you know the Springsteen thing kind of turn you on to him at all or no I'd never really listened to him I don't I don't really know why um so I listened to that song that you you sent me today I I thought it was really good I was just like oh I've, I've been missing out on this guy so I'll I'll do a deeper dive into his stuff I thought it was cool yeah check out his new single 17 going under he's got a new new record coming out in October I as will. well um we're actually going to see him in a couple of weeks hopefully um, nice. Where where where's that? Yeah, it's big. It's this is tomorrow festival at Exhibition Park. But all right, um, you know he did main stage at Leeds and Reading at the weekend. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw that on the highlights. Yeah, definitely well back in the mix now. So yeah, I'm not sure we'll get him ever got get him on the podcast. But if I do bump into him because he does live around the corner, yeah, do um, mention I'll it. Be sh- I'll be sure to ask him if he if he's up for it. Yeah, yeah. Always easier to go straight to the person so they're going through their people. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that that's harsh. We we deal with some nice publicists and managers as well, to be fair. Yeah. We do. Yeah. Um okay. Let me let me pick something else from my list from my list. Oh yeah. So I have a song 
by the Everlove, and it's called Keep Dreaming On. It's a song that, that, that me and my wife kind of like enjoyed the past few years, and we played it loads via lockdown. And I, I just saw it. It was, it was used on a really shitty Netflix film. It was like on the trailer. And I remember like seeing it and thinking, oh, that film looks terrible, but what is this song? And I tracked it down and found this band, and there's not much out about them, but from what I understand, they were actually on drive Through Records when drive Through was at its end. And then they kind of, so they were more of a rock band. They changed their sound a little bit. And if you, if you like dive into their stuff on Spotify or whatever streaming service you use, they have so many great songs. And this, this is a song I always go back to. We actually, it was, it was actually the, 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 the theme for our cake cutting at our wedding. And like, right. I know we watched the video back and the DJ deliberately timed it so like the chorus dropped as he uh, got everyone to raise their glasses which is a bit cheesy but I love it and uh, so it right. makes me love that song even more I keep dreaming on I keep dreaming I keep dreaming on I keep dreaming never let go never let go never let go and keep dreaming on yeah uh, did you know these guys before? no 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 clueless um yeah, I'll definitely check it out properly. Nice. I got a nice. second. Okay, cool. Anything else you want to cover on your list? Okay, I'll follow that up with another one. Uh, what shall I go you don't for? Have to. Um, no, I will follow up with this because because Everlove remind me a bit of Bleachers. So this is a song I discovered really recently, even though the album's from last year. Um, I was just looking at some other stuff that Jack Antonoff, as in obviously Bleachers guy has produced and i saw he did dixie chicks album last year and i was like oh i wonder what what spin he put on their music and i put it on and the first song gaslighter just hit me straight away and like this is a fucking tune so i've uh that's that's a very recent addition to my lockdown songs but i've listened to that song about i don't know 50 times in the last couple of days so i thought i'm gonna put it on my list did you listen to it did you hear the chorus on it it's great man come on Uh, to be honest with you for some reason Dixie Chicks were like a big thing in my like in my house like I think I can't remember it was Wide Wide Open Space is that record oh yeah my wife loves that song yeah my my parents like weren't really into that genre of music but that record was like was something they had in the house and they went through a big phase of playing it (laughs) right Um, yeah but yeah yeah I love that and like I'm always interested in anything in anything Jack Antonoff is doing, so that, I thought okay. I thought that was pretty cool. Cool. I, I mean, I wanted to ask you because I know some of your list has kind of got a bit of country music in it, and yeah. obviously Dixie Tricks are kind of from a country background. When did that? When did that happen for you? Because that passed me by. When? When all of a sudden? And I know you, you know Darius Rucker, and you love him. Like, <laughs> like when? Like what? How? And when? And like yeah, when did that? When did that country thing become a thing for you? So I grew up with parents that did love country, or like Americana more so than this pop. You know, not my parents didn't play a lot of this pop country stuff that you see on my list. Yeah. Uh, but they did yeah. play like, you know, country-tinged Americana. They loved that stuff, like Lucinda Williams and Mary Chapin Carpenter. So I grew up with that stuff. And then I always kind of liked it if it was played in the car or whatever. 
And then it was about 2005. I just kind of, I saw a Mary Chapin Carpenter video on VH1. And I was just like, oh, I actually really, really like this. This is not just, oh, this is my parents' music that I can tolerate. I was like, I like this. And then I kind of dived into Lucinda Williams more around that time. And so I was into those kind of artists. Didn't really go anywhere near the pop country stuff. And then just sort of in recent years, like well, like Darius Ruck, I always enjoyed Hootie and the Blowfish. So I liked his yeah. stuff and he's very poppy and, you know, on, on the cheesy side of things. And I just admitted to myself that I like that. And now I'm just more open to the, the really cheesy uh, pop country stuff of which, in fact, let's, let, let's uh, do those now. Because I think I put two on that list. One was... Luke Combs, who's fucking huge in the States, very cheesy, but his song does, does to me, like we've played that so much throughout lockdown, particularly in 2020. Uh, so it was just something that always comes to my mind when I'm talking about music that I listen to in, um, in, in lockdown times. But like we just, just Parisha and I just had so many Friday evenings having a drink, listening to that song and just enjoying it for what it is. And then, um drunk on the plane dirks bentley another huge country song that's that's a song that 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 my friend actually ex ex co-host of this show darren introduced me to because he loves a bit of that stuff so he introduced me to that a few years ago and i just i'm all about that chorus and then i don't know if you noticed but like darren much like yourself (laughs) kindly played some songs at the wedding the other week and that was one of the songs he played Drunk on a plane Buying drinks for everybody But the pilot It's a party Got the 737 Rocking like a cheap six Stewardesses Some sexy Leaning Pouring coke and whiskey Told her about my condition Got a little My high flight attention It's Marty Fair enough. I'm glad we cleared that up. Yeah, so there you go. Does that answer your question? It does, yeah. Yeah, it definitely passed me by. I don't (laughs) know if maybe you were, you know, keeping it keeping it on the down low. No, not really. I guess I've just never you know, it's just apart from like well, I guess we had Jay Jackson, she's a bit country esque. That's the only time my love for this kind of music's come to this show really. But yeah. How how where do you stand on on the spectrum of country do you it's stay clear not, altogether yeah, or, or do you like some of it no not really um at all to be honest with you oh really okay uh, <laughs> i mean i think I, I definitely draw the line at the more kind of poppy cheesy kind yeah. of real accentuated kind of yeah, yeah yeah um vocally kind of stuff but, but what yeah. about when like you know music that we from this world kind of drifts towards it where you know like social distortion sounds a bit country-esque sometimes like can you handle that side of things or yeah yeah i think so i think it's just that real kind of like you say that that real poppy stuff like that luke coombs i'm with you there's a distinct difference between the two uh but i've just kind of gradually accepted that side of things i guess fair enough yeah fair enough Okay, I'll bash a couple more off my list. Yeah, so do it. Another do one it. I've got, and I'll stay on the kind of soul theme, disco-y theme, so it's Don't Send Me Away by Garfield Fleming. Um, it's not really a song many people know. Something I just stumbled across, kind of when I was exploring, I guess, really on YouTube. Yeah. Um, and it's just a song that I played loads through lockdown. Just gets, just gets me moving. 
is is as simple as I can <laughs> right. kind of say. Really, it just gets me gets me dancing, gets me moving, gets me off my feet, and um, yeah, that's a good thing, I guess. <laughs> Especially when I've done a lot of sitting down yeah, for the last yeah. year or so. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's all for, you know. I love putting that song on. Especially when I'm in the kitchen and cooking as well. And then another one before we kind of get into like our kind of podcasty genre-y guests guest yeah. category. Um, I guess a uh, big song, well, a big record that I listened to over the last last year or so is um, the Clash "London Calling." Yeah, um, classic. Uh, well, not not the song "London Calling," more the record. The record. Yeah, um, and there's a song in there called "Train in Vain." Yeah, um, one of my favourite songs on the record. But there's there's loads on there: Spanish Bombs, Revolution Rock. Buying buying the um, Lucia record player. That was you know one record I bought straight away and nice. kind of got back to listening to that. But Train in Vain or Stand by Me, from a sentimental perspective, I think sentimental lockdown perspective I guess is just I don't know it just makes me think of the the wife and like kind of how the last year and a half gone has gone really in terms yeah. of that's who I've spent my time with every single day sure like it's been tough it's been yeah. I think it's been tough for like a lot of a lot of relationships I guess I guess a lot of well I know firsthand that there's you know of relationships that haven't haven't survived you know, the last year and a half and how it's intense it's been for some people living, you know, living on top of each other and not having, having the usual vices and things to do. But, um, you know, I think I've, you know, I've been with my wife for, for eight years, I think eight years going on for eight years. Um, but you know, I hate to nitpick, but slightly longer, I think. Okay, 20, thanks, 2012, yeah. <laughs> you can always rely on me for that. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, I feel like I've learned, you know, learned more about her. I feel like um, we've, we, we've become stronger together. We've learned how to deal with each other more in the last year and a half than we have in those nine years. Yeah. Um, and just that song, Train in Vain, Stand By Me. I know the, the song lyrics are more about... Um, John Joe Strummers, I don't know if it's a girlfriend or something, not standing by right. by him, but you know, I just yeah, that song for me is just Lovely. a bit of a, a shout out to the wife and um yeah, and the last year or so and putting up with me, I guess. That's lovely. Thanks. I'll I might get a listen to this or not. <laughs> you should. You should. <laughs> should tell her. That'll be one listener we have. Just, yeah, tell her everything I've just said. She's probably <laughs> the person that needs to hear that more than. Anything, but, um, no, it's very sweet. But, yeah. Very sweet. Okay, cool. Well, I'm gonna. I'm starting to get into like podcasty genre and yeah. podcast guests next. Okay, okay. Well, before you do that, I have one more, and it's kind of it bridges into that world. So I'll I'll do that. And it's okay. actually it's actually a song by Pink. I didn't know this song. 
I, I'm I'm partial to a bit of Pink. I think she has some good pop songs, but Parisha played this one because it's one of her favourite ones. And it's just it's basically just a pop punk song. It's called Leave Me Alone, yeah. I'm Lonely or something. And um, I, I straight away looked at the credits for it and I saw it was produced by Butch Walker. And I'm like, oh, okay, that makes sense. I don't know how much you know Butch Walker, but I mean, just look at his credits. He's an absolute legend. He'll have made at least five, if not more, records that you love, for example. And yeah. And his own stuff is incredible as well. He's just he's just an absolute genius. Um, so yeah, you, <laughs> so it makes sense that he 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 had his hands on this. But yeah, just a fun kind of pop punk song by a pop artist, which we blared a lot in the last year. Yeah, that's all I'll say on that. And then we can now we can dive into some more ones that people perhaps might expect us to have. Have you got anything? What do you want to kick off with? Or yeah, um, this was on my my song. Favorite songs from last year was the most recent Kid Charlotte song last December. That was just because you know I had, had a bit of a rough time before Christmas and stuff um, with like uh, some some family stuff, and uh, that was a song that they they written they'd written about loss, and it just hit all the right spots. And I think it's a great song, co-written by one of one of the bands that they manage. But um, yeah, no, it's cool. Uh, you know, I'm not going too much into it because I've talked about it on here before. Cool. Uh, I guess from my my side, you know, not talking about guests we've had on before, mm. which has obviously reignited a bit of listening during during lockdown with all the guests we've had. But yeah. one that we haven't had is um, it's just a song, really. I'm not not crazy about the band. Um, band called Tiger's Jaw. Oh yeah. Um, and a song called Guardian. Just just love the song. I love. Um, I've just got a real thing about like male and female kind of harmonics and like I just love love the sound of like harmonies between a male and a female voice mm-hmm. um, and I think they really nail 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 it on that song and just think it's a really really nice song and um, just kind of staying on the male female harmonics a band um, uh, called Clean, Clean Cut Kid yeah, I was, in, I was impressed with this. I thought it was really cool. Yeah, so it's it's a friend of friend of ours, one of Lucy's uh, university uh, pals. Um, her sister plays in a band called Clean Cut Kid. Um, her and her husband Mike kind of front the band as as like a male female kind of vocal harmony group, but um, you know, got full band behind them. Um, song called Emily which we played a lot, but we played yeah. a lot of Clean Cut Kid. They brought a new record a couple of months ago as well. We've had that on, on, on spin a lot, but got kind of a bit of a Fleetwood Mac, Bleachers kind of yeah. kind of sound going on, a um, bit poppy, um, but Mike's Mike's a, a, a great songwriter. Um, we saw them, well, it was actually our first gig out of, out of lockdown that we got to. Um, yeah, yeah I remember. They're brilliant live. They're just really polished. Um, so yeah, go check out Clean Cut Kid um, if you haven't already. Yeah, yeah, I, I will be checking out more of their music for sure. Based on that. got like three left on my list that okay. are all kind of guest guest related so nice. number one 
Campfire Kansas, Ghetto Kids. Mr. Matt Pryor. Yeah, Matt Pryor was with us August? Uh, yeah, I want to say, yeah, it was about August. Yeah, it was. It was August, August last year. year. Yeah, yeah, so, so just over a year ago we had him, didn't we? Yeah. Yeah, so again, really fortunate to have, like, a guy like Matt come on the podcast. And, yeah. You know, he's been around a long time. A lot, And interestingly, a lot of our guests who we interviewed and spoke to after Matt, they talk about, like, the Get Up Kids being an influence. Yeah. And we talk talk to them about their journey kind of through music and early influences. And Matt came and the Get Up Kids came up a few times. So, yeah, um, real honor to have them on. But Campfire Kansas, great song. Um, hadn't hadn't heard it for years. Um, hadn't played a lot of Get Up Kids for a few years. So um, that one especially just got got... Um, repeated um nice throughout and then another another one valencia um rediscovering those guys yeah because i think because obviously in the in the build-up to having shane on our show which what i think was last november wasn't it i um i rediscovered the 2008 album i don't think you'd listen to that you'd only listen to maybe the one before or after and then you were just like, this is fucking amazing. Yeah. And and I'd forgot how good it is. It's a it's a masterpiece, that album. Yeah, we all re- we all need a reason to believe. Yeah. I mean yeah. you know, it's very sad sad subject. Um, you know, the album was writ- written around kind of the the death of the tragic death of his his girlfriend. Yeah. Um which, you know, arguably could be the reason that you know it, it made it what it what it was you know yeah i think we kind of we touched upon that with him didn't we when we were talking about yeah why that record was so good and he was quite open about that but like you say brilliant brilliant record um and i you know i've i've been listening to it loads listening to it before and after we we interviewed him yeah. um got it on vinyl now as well so oh yes so, of course so, so still still stick that on um and I guess, you know, we all re- need a reason to believe some of the subject, you know, some of, some of the songs, some of the, you know, the, the lyrics, very relevant to kind of what what we've been through, uh, you know, over the last, you know, 12, 16 months. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Good choice, good choice. You got me walking through the back door, back door, hoping that I'll find you sitting there. You know that I will find you somehow. Okay, shall I? I'll, I'll do. So I think you've got one left. I'll, I've got three left. So I'll do two, and then we'll finish on. Cool. We'll finish on one each. Okay. So I had. Oh yeah. So Magnolia Park, who I keep mentioning because we had one of them very briefly. I think it was actually on the Valencia episode, and um, I wasn't that inspired by them at the time. I was. I was just kind of admiring that they seem to be getting a lot of. Seem to be doing well, but I, I, I thought it was really because like they were playing the game right, basically, and that was the only reason why. Which, which is partly why they've done so well. But since then, they've released some music, an EP and a single and a joint single with someone else, and I've just been really impressed. I think they've got some absolutely killer songs, and this was this was one of them, like a, a pop song. And they used that featured X platform to get another one of our guests ollie from broadside on that one and um yeah that song doesn't get old for me i just i think i think the chorus is is really cool it you know it's kind of original sounding i think 
yeah, I just I just think those guys actually they have something, and um, obviously they're a band I discovered during lockdown, and that was that was my go-to, my pick for them. I I would urge you to spend some time with their music because I think I think I really think they have something, and I think uh, okay. I think yeah, they're they're going to get bigger and bigger. I need to, uh, yeah, so- I definitely need to do that. Uh, I yeah, yeah, I, I honestly think you you would you would like a few songs on that that EP they put out earlier this year. Um, so the song's called T D H two S, which means things don't have to suck. It's a very upbeat, positive song. Oh, and th- and then I, I just went for a pop punk classic, uh, "Hit or Miss" by New Found Glory, just because it's been that that song was like my wife's kind of gateway into accepting pop punk, like because she just absolutely loves that song. As at, you know, at the point of, at the point of meeting you, or prior to meeting you, uh, at the point of meeting. So she her pop punk knowledge was not was nil when she met oh. me, and obviously she's <laughs> had it inflicted nil. on her since. Um, she must have known the lifestyles of the rich and the famous. Yeah, she would. She would have known the odd Bro. song like that, or Fat Lip, or whatever. Not necessarily known who it was by. I had very little interest <laughs> in it. But um, that that hit or miss is a song that she'll play, still plays all the time, and absolutely loves. And um, we keep we, we keep saying we hope someone filmed it um, at the at the wedding reception because like we both remember going crazy to it, and uh, huh. no video has surfaced just yet. But um, it's cool for me because you know I've been listening to that song for what over twenty one years since since I heard the original version of it on a drive through sampler in the summer of two thousand. Um, still, song still sounds great. So I have my old my history with it, and now I have this new kind of love for it, which I share with her and makes me think of her, which is which is really cool to have. Um, nice. And obviously that's 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 a previous guest as well, old uh, Cyrus. So. That's very cool. Cool. Yeah, I might have to just go back and listen to that one myself. Yeah, yeah. Never gets old, mate. So, I think that leaves us with one one song each. <laughs> and again... Which we are aligned on... This this song has done it again. I mean, yeah. I mean, for everyone else, it's it's Family Man by The Love Breakers. Not, sorry, not The Love Breakers. Love Breakers. <laughs> I need to, I need to stop calling The Love Breakers. Um, but yeah, I mean, are we? Is I mean, are we overdoing it on the podcast here? And they're going to think we've got some un- unhealthy obsession. <laughs> Maybe, but but I think it's just because we genuinely think they're a great band, and this is a great song. So why not? And like, it is, it is. I think I think Family Man for me, like hearing it like last year, yeah. last year, or yeah, yeah, it was November. It came out year. November. Yeah, like. It just, it was the first thing I heard that was new that really just, just got my attention and yeah. like didn't sound like something else, like yep. sounded fresh. And I was like, right, wow, this is like, this is kind of what I've been waiting for. A little yeah, bit. same, same. Um, and, you know, since then we've gone on to develop a good relationship with, with them, you know, Absolutely. listen to their music, you're managing them now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> You know, we're going to see them live soon, which is great. Yeah. Um, 
But yeah, not much else to say, really. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I, I would just echo everything you said there. Um, yeah, it's just a special song. And it, um, yeah, like the, the that Thursday, I first heard it when they first released the video. I just like watched it over and over again. I was just like, this chorus is fucking great. And I haven't... You, I'm loving the song just as much now. I haven't got tired yeah. of it one little bit. It's just, it's just a great fucking song. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and I've been, I've you know been playing the record as well um, since it was released in in June. And there's, you know, there's three or four songs from that record that you know regularly pop up on my on my um, what do they call it? Re on rewind playlist. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like and I always, I usually go to that as a bit of a a go to when I'm not feeling inspired to listen to anything. Um, so yeah, they're definitely always on in the household, Love it. along with along with Mr. Fender and um, yeah, Clean Cut Kid, I guess. So, nice, nice Re- representing the, the 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 homeland bands. Love it. Yeah, yeah. Why not? Why not? Yeah. <laughs> Okay, should we wrap things up? Yeah, I think so. Um, yeah, thanks everyone for, for listening to us. We're sorry there wasn't an interview this time, but hopefully we, we kept you entertained still. Um, we'll, we'll be, we're, we're lining up some interviews for September, so we'll be back with the usual format pretty soon, I would say. Cool. Nice one. All right, guys, we'll catch you next time. Cheers. And I can't wait for you to arrive.